సహనావతు సహనౌనక్తు సహవీర్యంకరవాహేజస్వినవీతమస్తు విద్విషావహేషాంతిశాంతి పూర్ణమద పూర్ణమిదం పూర్ణాత్ పూర్ణముదే పూర్ణమాన పూర్ణమేవాశిష్యదేశాంతిశాంతిశాంతిస్మృతిపురాణాలయంకరుణాలయం నమామి భగవత్పాదం శంకరం లోకశంకరం శంకరం శంకరాచార్యం కేశవం బాదరాయణం సూత్రభాష్యకృత వందే భగవంతరోరాత్మే మూర్తిభేద విభాగినే వ్యోమవ్యాప్త శ్రీహరిం పరమానందం ఉపదేష్టారమీశ్వరం వ్యాపకం సర్వలోకాణమ్యహం అపరోక్షానుభూతిర్వై రోచదే మోక్షసిద్ధయేక్ప్రయత్నేన వీక్షణీయా ముహుర్ముహు so the author here is explaining the yoga of 15 steps or 15 limbs the yoga is more like what lord krishna describes tam vidya dukha sanyoga vyogam yoga sanyitam yoga is really lord krishna says yoga because already there is yoga you already are joined or united with dukkha or sorrow on account of giving reality on account of looking at the body as it is itself on account of looking at the universal name and form is real that is dukkha so yoga yoga from that meaning and turning away your mind from what really is vitya and focusing upon so turning over this dukkha vyoga dukkha sanyoga vyoga so total vyoga happens when your mind is totally focused upon the adhisthan and substantial <coughs> so there were all these steps are the nature of the abidance of the mind in brahman so one thing is being told 
is told in different ways. So then each one becomes an aid to abiding our mind in the self. Different so the result is only one. Every step is nothing but self or Brahman or consciousness. Whether you call it yama, niyama, whatever you call it, asana, maunam, anything. All of this is nothing but Brahman. So yama also is Brahman, niyama also is Brahman. And maunam also is Brahman, asana, everything is Brahman only. How can it be? That's how the unique definitions is given here. As to how yama, niyama, all of these can mean Brahman. Meaning that Brahman is the true meaning of all these words, of any word for that matter, and all these words also. So Yoga Shastra, of course, is fine for what it prescribes, and that's true. But ultimately, this Yama, Niyama, Yoga should not be merely of the nature of practicing something, or becoming something, it is the nature of being something. So whereas other yoga is of the nature of becoming, of doing something, some karma is involved in stopping your thoughts and, you know, turning away from prakriti, etc. Here nothing is to be done, you just have to be. Because what is this truth? You will join with, if you are, if you were separated from truth, if you join with it, then of course some yoga is required in primary sense. Asana means sitting. You are sitting in place, then Brahman, then asana is required. Restrain. So yama or restrain. Well, restrain has a role provided your mind goes away someplace. If the mind is distracted, then you bring it back to your object of meditation. But what is this Brahman? So mind can never distract it from Brahman. To recognize that mind is always in Brahman is, is Yama and Niyama. So this is how, since what is is Brahman, all that you need to do is to see this fact. So this is a yoga of the nature of seeing what is. Other yogas always involve doing things because they accepted duality in Purusha and Prakriti. They accept that the jagat is real. They think bondage is real. Never, you should really do something. So all other systems are based on giving reality to bondage, giving reality to jagat. Never, it involves doing something. You need to become something. As you are, you are bound and become liberated. It is now. As you are, you are liberated. What is is Brahman? Just see this fact, that's all. That is the solution to all the problems. So what the other systems seek to achieve through all those upa-pursuits, or whether it is in terms of the yoga, in terms of the concentration of mind, etc., in terms of worship or meditation, whatever anybody is seeking to achieve through all those means, is simply Vedanta says seeing what is. And if all those things do not result into this, then they will not serve the purpose. And if you do this, then you don't need them. And therefore, the teacher, you don't need anything. All you need is, this is what we have taught you. 
What is it? What is this Brahman? You are Brahman. Therefore, rather than wasting your time with anything else, we all the time seek to accomplish this or make this a reality for yourself. By doing something, there is an assumption that you are away from Brahman. So therefore, accept that this is it. And therefore, all the time contemplate upon what is. Not meditation on visualizing something. Not meditation on what is not. Meditation on what is. That is called Nidityasana. So all along the author brings us back to what is in every definition. So now, so Vijana Desha is explained. Now the next step is Kalaha. So we go to verse 111. Kalanat Sarva Bhutanam Brahmadinam Nimeshataha Kalashabdena Nirdhishtaha Yakandananda Kodvaya So Kalanat Kala Kala means time. What's the definition of time? Kalana, Kala. Well, Kalana means counting. So that which counts is called Kala. Because the Khan keeps on counting tick, 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 all the time. The time bomb is there. All the time ticking away. And nobody knows what the setting is. Otherwise we can change it. So, karana kala, that which counts is called kala, and then kala, the time is given various, uh, you know, units. So, nimesha, nimesha means the time that it takes in opening or closing eyes, the shortest time, shortest unit of time. Then it builds up into, you know, into kshan, and what is it, uh, then it comes to ghari, and you know, and so this is how the kala builds up. We did not have week there. We did not have hours, etc. That was not a unit of time. Unit of time was one year, samvatsara. And two ayanas, the northern solstice, six months, and the southern solstice. Then rutava, the six rutus, seasons. Then masa. So because all of this you can see with the movement of sun and moon. And then paksha. Because the moon waxes and wanes of paksha. And then there is Divasa and Ratri, day and night. Then day is not divided, then is divided into different praharas, you know. And so, and then there is different ghari, twenty-four minutes, etc. So that's how the units of time were, those days. The smallest unit of time is Nimesha. So it's mentioned. So normally Kala is understood as that which is of the nature of Nimesha, which is a unit of time. But here, Brahman also is Kala. So, Kalana, Kala. So, what Kalana means has a little different meaning here. So, says uh, the, the text here, Kalana, Sarabhutanam, Brahmadinam, Nimeshada. Brahmadinam, Sarabhutanam, Nimeshada, Kalanat. So, Tika says Kalanat. Sarga sthiti pralaya pralaya adharatva vityartha 
So karanam also means doing or effecting. Karanam also means knowing and karanam is bringing about. So sarvabhūtānāṁ karanā. Since Brahman is there, it brings about all the beings in a moment of time. What does Brahman take? Brahmadhyanam sarvabhūtānāṁ nireśadhākarnāt. So beginning from also, creating all the beings, beginning from Brahmādhi in a twinkling of the eye. That's nireśad. Meaning momentarily. What does Brahman need to create the universe? Nothing, just a thought. Just in a dream, just a thought becomes a dream world, so also, this is nothing but just so calm, just a thought. That's how you know, I mean, Upanishads describe. Meaning that Brahman accomplishes the creation of the universe in a moment. That also includes Siddhi Pralaya Adharatvam creates, sustains, dissolves in a moment, in no time. So what is time? No time is time. Because no time Brahman creates, sustains and dissolves. Because there is no creation, sustain and dissolves. It's just an appearance. So there is no... Brahman does not have the facility of time. Brahman transcends the time is beyond. Therefore, what can Brahman do? That means there is not without in no time something is done. In absence of time. So whatever is done really is done well in absence of time. Because in all there is Brahman. In Brahman there is no time. So therefore, whatever we see we accomplish is accomplished in no time really. We think the time is going. In fact, there is no time. So all of this is simply what? Simply a projection of the mind. So then, when all this process is happening, the timeless is the very basis of the so-called changes taking place in time. So, Sridhya Kalanath, Sargas Siddhi Pralaya Adharatvādhidhi. Adharam, the substratum of the creation, sustenance, resolution. So, all this creation, sustenance, resolution is made possible because of that which sustains it. In what manner? Just as the snake is sustained by the rope, and so also this process of creation sustains. So we know the time because of change. Time is a unit to measure the change. So creation, sustenance, resolution, all of these are changes that supposedly take place in the time. But all of these are based on what? All, what is the substratum of this? Asti, bhati, priyam. Which is what? Where there is no change at all. There is no time at all. So timeless is the adhara substratum of the so-called time. So what do you call time? What is the truth of this time? Timeless. So a question used to be asked. So what is, what is present? What do you call present? Well, past, present and future. So would you say that one year is present? No, no, one year also there is past and future also. So one month is present, there also the past and future is there. One day, one minute, one moment, 
when twinkling, even the smallest unit of time, even in the digital world these days also, has some duration. When some duration is there, then there is past, present and future. All the three are there. Because in a little duration, something has passed and something comes. So when the time is in the slightest duration, it automatically involves the past and present. So what is present? Only that which does not have duration. And what is that? Only consciousness. So if you ask the question, what is present? Only amounts to what? For our convenience we call it present, etc. Present time. So, we call, what is, but when you ask, what do you mean present time? Twelve o'clock. But not even one moment before twelve, one moment later than twelve. Then what is twelve o'clock? Twelve o'clock will turn out to be timeless. If there is no, because in time the idea of past is involved, future is involved. When you think of any time, in the olden times, future time, in the time the idea of past and present is always involved. That is how, we, as we say, that everything that we understand, we always understand in relation to something. But past is, what is present? That which is free from past and future, what is it? Consciousness. So what is really substratum of time? The timeless. So what is the true nature of time? Timelessness is the true nature of time. So now why, why does this kala come? Because of meditation they always prescribe some time. Like Brahma Mahurta. You must wake up X number of hours before the sun rises. We divide the night into three parts and the one last third is the real time of meditation. So they say you should make at least two and a half hours or three hours before sunrise, etc. That's the Brahma Mahurta. Good. So it's all right. We do not deny the usefulness of all of this. But ultimately, what is the right time for you to meditate? When there is timelessness. You know? Where is timeless? Yourself. So real kāra is what? The truth of kāra or time, which is timelessness. Because you examine what is time, then what is present? It will turn out to be timeless only because otherwise if you gave one minute is time, one second is time, then it knows duration. Moment duration is involved, past is there, future is there. So it's present. Timelessness. So Vedantins turn every because what is is Brahman. So wherever you go, you only come to Brahman. So Kala, Kalana, Sarvudanam, Brahmadinam. So in no time Brahman creates all the beings beginning from Brahma all the way up to the, you know, a, a blade of grass. How can you momently create? It's just an appearance. Real creation will take some time, you know. But this is what? Karmanimeshadaha. In moment, in no time, thing is created. <coughs> so, kāla sabdhena nirdhishta yakhandāranda advaya. Now, what is nirdhishta? What is really indicated by the word time? Kāla sabdhena. By the word time, what is really nirdhishta? What is really indicated? What denoted? 
So when you understand what time is, inquire into that, reduce to what? Akhandanandamadvayam, Akhandanandadvayam Brahma. Akhanda. Because present is there, then there should not be khanda or division. That alone can be called present. There is no division, it is dimensionless. Means what? Limitless. Means ananda. Yogi bhumatat sukham. Upanishad, that is limitless alone in ananda. So what is akhanda? It is also ananda. And how many are there? Advayam. The non-dual. So, if you inquire into what is the truth of the time, it really turns out to be akhanda ananda <clears throat> so choose that time for meditation, you know. Meaning meditate and be yourself, that's all. <clears throat> so after kala, meaning that you must choose the right time, then comes the right posture. Comfortable posture. Yoga Shastra says, Sthira Sukhamasanam. What is asana? What is the posture? Posture which is steady and which is comfortable. A steady and comfortable posture is called asanam. Asade asmiriti asanam. Asanam can have two meanings. So anga vinyasa asanam. A certain uh, posture of the body also is asanam. Like padmasana etc. Or asade asmiriti asanam. That on which you are sitting, that thing also, your seat also is called asana. So what asana is used for two things. The seat on which you are sitting also is called asana because asana, asana, that on which one sits. Or asana means angavinyasa, a posture of the body is called asana. So very yoga shastra calls a posture as asana. He says where you sit is asana. Asana is the same. So then asana is described here. Sukhenai vavavet jasmin ajasram brahma chintanam asanam tadvijaniyad netarat sukhanashanam So look at the translation. Yasun Sukheneva Ajasram Brahma Chintanam Bhavet. That in which the meditation on Brahman flows spontaneously. Ajasram unceasingly. Sukhena happily or spontaneously. Ajasram unceasingly. Know that to be asana. So that in which the meditation on Brahman flows spontaneously and unceasingly. And no meditation can in fact take place unceasingly. Meditation means effort. Only in the unceasing can be when there is no effort. So not meditation on Brahman, that cannot be ceaseless. Being Brahman is ceaseless, you follow? Meditating on Brahman in a traditional sense can never be. So, Sukhena and Ajasram. Ajasram means what? Ceaseless. 
कॉन्स्टेंटली बट रियल कॉन्स्टेंट मेडिटेशन कैन बी ओनली इन ब्रह्मन कैन बी ओनली वेन यू आर ब्रह्मन दैट कॉन्स्टेंट सो मेडिटेशन इज अल्टीमेटली रिड्यूस टू वॉट बींग ब्रह्मन सींग योर सेल्फ इज ब्रह्मन न तो न इतर सुख आसनम नॉट दैट पॉस्चर को आसनम वट दे कॉल आसनम इन वेव शास्त्र इज ए कंफर्टेबल पॉस्चर इस नेवर बी कंफर्टेबल सुखनाथन इन विच वर पोजिशन यू सिट यू स्टार्ट पेनिंग समटाइम यू नो एनी पॉस्चर बी यू टू कीप शिफ्टिंग एवरी मोमेंट स्टील वे योगा स्टूडेंट एंड यू रियली कॉम्प्लीस आसन सिद्धि सडनली योगा मास्टर कैन सेट इन गिविंग पॉस्चर फॉर लेंथ ऑफ टाइम बट स्टील इट कैन अडजस्ट अनसीजिंगली फॉर एवर यू कैनॉट सिट नो बडी कैन सिट अल्टीमेटली द बॉडी विल स्टार्ट पेनिंग The only where the pain is in sitting, where the pain is not, is where you are sitting in Brahman. Why is it no? Because akhanda ananda. What it is is nothing but akhanda ananda. Ananda, ananda does not admit of any pain. So only so asan is defined as a comfortable and steady, stira sukham asanam. So that posture which is comfortable and steady. is called asana posture what is comfortable vedan what is steady there is nothing to be done so otherwise body cannot remain comfortable and steady forever but your abhyanch and brahman which is effortless is yourself alone can bring about the comfort or happiness and that alone can be steady because No effort is required in being yourself. When gold doesn't have to make this bangle, does not make an effort to remain abiding gold, does it? Poor thing is trying to abide in gold. That is ignorance. Hair ढूंढे नहर को, कपड़ा ढूंढे सूत, जीव ढूंढे सूत. That's all right. This cloth is trying to abide in in you know in cotton. Cloth is searching for cotton so that I can get it. Cloth is trying to become cotton. Wave is trying. Wave is trying to become water. Jiva is trying to become Brahma. Do that. Sit in this posture and meditate. All right. But the com- most comfortable way of doing it is just recognize that you are Brahma. By trying to become Brahma, you can never be. By trying to You know, search for ten thousand will never get you there. Recognize that you are the ten thousand. Answer to all these things only one. So yeah, so now this verse, "Sukhe neva hoy jasmin ajasam brahma chintanam," is translated as we read. Another way is the way the Tikagara explains it. Sukhe, then there is a gap there. Meaning that sukhe is one word, neva is another word. सुखे न एव भवे जस्मिन अजसम ब्रह्मण चिंतन ऑसा टू वर्ड्स दिस अनदर वे ऑफ स्प्लिटिंग दिस वर्ड्स सो देन हाउ विल इट बी सुखे मीन्स वॉट सुख स्वरूपे ब्रह्मणी सुखे चिंतन नव भवे 
देव सुखे इन सुखा देव इस कॉल सुखा वेर चिंतना नहीं होना है सी यूजुअली द कंफर्टेबल पासेस सो दैट यू कैन डू मेट चिंतनम बट हियर सुखे ब्रह्मणी चिंतनम नहीं होए व्हेन यू आर ब्रह्म विच व्हेन यू रवाइन ब्रह्मन विच ऑफ नेचर हैव एन आनंद चिंतनम नो चिंता नो एंजाइटी मींस चिंतना आल्सो कैन बी एंजाइटी देन no anxiety remains when you abide in brahman which is of the nature of ananda normally when you have to do something some anxiety is always there kartavya kartavya chinta in active life do anything there is always chinta or a deliberation upon or anxiety about should i do this way or that way is this right or is that right you know like this when you go to this uh, optician you know says you know this is better or that is better go forward or is that go forward so he says this is good you know what can you see this i can see it. you you are being an i'm happy that i can see the elephant that's all swami is i'm happy I don't think I can do any better than that. So I can I can say that even I'm happy. You get away from that. You keep on changing. This is better, and it turns out that is better. You wonder, you know, that is better or this is better. Like this and everything, there is a lot of question. Is this right or is that right? Turn around. Is this proper? Is that proper? This must in every kind of act. When there is action is involved, there is always the question of how best to do it, this way or that way. Thus, doing action with a responsibility will always involve an anxiety. Sukhe chintanam nee bhavet. Sukhe brahmani, sukhe suroye brahmani. Brahman of the nature of happiness. चिंतन एंजाइटी मिलना भी है सो दैट इज कॉल्ड रियल आसन एज यू सेट आस्यते अस्मिन सो दैट आसन इज एन अंग विन्यास सो योगा स्क्रिप्चर योर आसन इन द फॉर्म ऑफ पोस्चर आसन इज वेयर यू सेट आस्यते अस्मिन वेयर यू सेट इन सुखे ब्रह्मणी सो सुखे मीनिंग ब्रह्मणी चिंतनम नैव भवेत यू नो So when you abide in Brahman, there is no need of sukha. Chintanam ni mave. Anxiety no more remains. There is sukha asan because they say your asan must be comfortable, your seat must be comfortable, posture must be comfortable. What can be more comfortable? Where there is no anxiety at all, no pain at all. But there is no posture which will be free from pain, you know. And so, ajasram Brahma chintanam. So. चिंतनम सुखी दृश्यम ब्रह्म अजस्रम सो अजस्रम ऑल्सो इज दज द एक्टिविटी ऑफ ब्रह्म अजस्रम मीन कॉन्स्टेंटली सीजलेस मीन्स वॉट इन द रियल सेंस अजस्रम और द सीजलेस कैन बी वॉट What can be all ceas unceasingly? That is all the time, which never ceases to be. No chintanam, no meditation can be like that. Only there is like that, which is 
ceaseless is Brahman only, which is timeless. So there Ajasram means what? Brahma. Kalatra avasthai Ajasra means constantly, which is in all the three periods of time. And what is in three periods? That only which transcends time alone can be in three periods of time. Otherwise nothing can be in three periods of time. So Brahman alone can be Ajasra. Never. So keep some Brahman. Know, know that to be Brahman. That know to be asana which is Brahman. What kind of Brahman? Kalatrayatitam. No Brahman that transcended as idea of time, that alone can be ceaseless. Ajasram chintaram. What Yoga Shastra want is ceaseless meditation. And for that you must have a posture which does not become an obstacle to you. It's quite right. For you to meditate, it is body should not remain an issue. Because body will cause aches and pains, always becomes an issue and distraction. So Yoga Shastra prescribes a very great discipline so that you gain asana siddhi or an accomplishment in posture so that you can sit in posture for a length of time without your body being an issue. So that then you can continue meditation for a length of time ceaselessly. So that is the, that is Yoga Shastra. The purpose of comfortable posture is to enable us to meditate for a length of time so the body does not remain an issue. He says, look, however long you can meditate, it can never be ceaseless because someday, sometime meditation will cease because it's an action. However comfortable posture, it cannot always be painless because it is body and there, it will be painful. So what Yoga Shastra wants is, there is painlessness and ceaselessness. So painlessness can be there only in Brahman which is Ananda. And ceaselessness is there also in Brahman which is beyond time. So what Yoga Shastra shoots for? The ceaseless chintaram, ceaseless my meditation and painless meditation can really be attained only in Brahman which is ceaseless by nature and painless by nature. So be, be Brahman in your ceaseless and painless. So true goal of the Yoga Shastra of the asana called posture can be accomplished in, in this way. <coughs> so that's so asanam tadvijyanayitaksukadhasanam the so called the, the Conventional asana and posture, always sukhanasana, is always becomes painful and destroys the sukha. So even if your mind is nice, you know, and then happy, so uh, and you're sitting and listening and then enjoying it, then, then you know, the body reminds you and you change something. So sukha, so you are happy and this body itself is sukhanasana, but that posture becomes only destroyer of happiness. So that should not be called real posture. A real posture is where you abide, where there is no pain at all, where the nature of happiness, of the nature of ceaselessness. So that's the real meaning of the word asana. There is Brahman. Prasangat asana vishesham lakshayati. Again, Yoga Shastra prescribes some postures which are most prescribed for meditation. So Padmasana, the lotus posture is one of Siddhasana. Is also prescribed a very effective 
posture for meditation. So they talk of Siddhasana. So then the teacher also talks of Siddhasana. So says here. Siddham yat sarva bhutare. Vishwadishthanam avyayam. Yasmin Siddhasama Vishtaha Tadvai Siddhasanam Vidhu There is pun on every word. In every posture, there is yama, yama, each word there is a pun. Meaning that word has a conventional meaning, but also the meaning that can be given the way we are giving. The same word can be explained the way we are explaining, then it will amount to Brahman. So, pan, every word has a commonly known meaning, and then here the author gives meaning also, the same word can mean differently. So, Siddhasana. So, Siddham Chattat Asanam Chattat Siddhasana. So, it's just compound word. Siddha and asana, these two words are compounded to become siddhasana. That compound can be resolved in two ways. One is karmadhāraya, other is tatpurusha. One is karmadhāraya, siddham ca tat asanam ca siddhasanam. So that is siddham, as an asanam is called siddhasanam. Or siddhanam asanam. Asanam or the seat of the Siddha, Siddha means accomplished people. Either way it is Brahman. So this verse explains Siddhasana in two ways. Siddham Chakrasanam Chakrasanam, that is Siddham as well as Asanam. And secondly, which is Asanam of the Siddha, Siddhana Asanam. Either way the meaning turns out to be Brahman. So this verse says, Siddham yat sarabhutadi vishvadishthanam avyayam tas siddhasanam vidu. Siddham itself is asanam. See, karma dhyaya means Siddham itself is asanam is siddhasanam. Siddham cha tat asanam cha, that is siddha and which asanam means siddha itself is asana is called siddhasanam. That's karma dhyaya. So Siddha itself is asana. What is Siddha? Prasiddha, well-known, self-revealing. So Siddha means Prasiddha, well-known. What is self-existing, self-revealing? What is well-known? Most well-known is self-revealing. Other things are known because the self is known. Most well-known is what? Consciousness. Anything can be known only when it is eliminated by consciousness. What all of you can be known provided you can be illumined by this light. If light does not illumine, then I cannot, you cannot be known to me. Similarly, only when light of consciousness illumines anything, then alone it can become the object of knowledge. So therefore, even before, you see, we may or may not notice it, but before this part can be known, the light has to be known before the part can be known. The part is known, the light also is known. You follow? If the light is not known, part cannot be known, isn't it? 
So pot is famous. When can pot become famous? Only when the pot is illumined by the light. So in true sense, light alone is famous. Light alone is the current, light alone is pot. That's what science will tell you. So, similarly in the world, anything can be known, any name in form, when? Only when it can be illumined by consciousness. So world is known. Most well known is what? Consciousness. That which enables anything to be known. Its service, most well known. So Siddham or the well known, Prasiddham in a primary sense is only Brahma or consciousness because of which anything can be known. Siddham. What is Sat Sarvabhutadi. That is the cause of all the beings. Vishwadishthanam. Substrate of the entire universe, avyayam, immutable. So that is called Siddham. Even when this snake is known, the rope also is known as this is snake, so as this is rope is known. So not only snake is known, rope always, before rope is known, snake cannot be known. Unless rope is known, snake cannot be known. So what is known similarly unless Asti Bhadi Prem is known, no name and form can be known, isn't it? So what is most known? What is most famous? What, is, what it is that we are all familiar with? What is that we always experience? Asti Bhadi Prem. So this was Siddham. The Siddham. Most well known. Most experienced. Asti Bhadi Prem. What is? Yes, Sarva Bhutari. Which is Bhutari? The cause of all the beings and the, all the world. Vishwadishthanam, which substratum upon which the Vishwa name informs us of universe. Avyayam itself is not changeless, upon which all changes are superimposed. That is called Siddha. What? Brahman. Siddha itself is So Siddha Asana in the world is resolved as what is Siddha Asanam? Siddha means Asanam. Is Siddha Asanam. Siddha means Brahma. So Brahman is Asanam. You follow? It's one explanation of what is Siddhasana. What is Brahman? Siddham. Prasiddham. Well known. As what? As the very cause of the creation. As substrate of the entire universe. As that is changeless. Which is very self. Self-revealing. Self-revealing. So Siddhasana ultimately that means what? Siddham. Means what? Brahman. Oh Siddhanam Asanam. Where do you? Why the Siddha? They accomplished. The wise people sit. So one day, if some of you may have been there in the satsang in, in Sailor's back. So the, when the retreat camp was beginning, you know, and then the previous evening there is orientation, and then and all, uh, the manager gives the orientation, and Swamiji comes to satsang. He says, where are you sitting? He says, where are you sitting? Swami, I'm sitting on the floor. Really? Where is the floor sitting? Floor is sitting on the earth. Where is earth sitting? In the water. Where is water sitting? In fire. Every effect is sitting in the cause, understand? Where is fire sitting? In the air. In the space. In Prakriti. In Brahman. Where are you sitting? We are usually sitting in our body anywhere. But truly speaking, where are we sitting? What sustains us all? So when the Siddhas are sitting, 
Siddhas means the wise people, where do they sit? Sarva karmani manasa, sanyasyaste sukhamvashi, navadvare puredehi, nevkurvannakarayan. If you ask me, so where are you sitting? In the chair. Ask wise person, where are you sitting? In the cell. Because real abidance. Where are we really sitting? Where are we really abiding? Where is this pot sitting? In the clay. Where is the ornament sitting in gold? Why do we say that? Because take of the clay, there is no pot. So, pot is really sitting in clay. Is it not so? What is adhara? What sustains the pot? Not this table. Table, tray or something else will support it. Take away clay, there is no pot. So, pot is really sitting where? In clay. Anamid is sitting in gold. Meaning that the effect is sitting in the material cause. What's the ultimate material cause? Asti, Ati. So everything is sitting there only. Except ignorant people think that I'm sitting in the chair, I'm sitting here and there. But the wise person knows what? I'm sitting in Brahman. Navadvare Puredehi Naivakurvandakaran. So Lord Krishna in the fifth chapter describes the wise person like that. Not doing anything, not making do anything. Siddhānamāsanam, Siddhāsanam. So second line says, Yasmin Siddhāsamāvishtā. That Siddham, which is āsanam of the wise. That Siddham which is Brahman, is the āsanam which is where the Siddhā, the wise people sit or abide. So he's called Siddha. Siddhana of the wise people, asanam, where they abide, there is Brahman. We think that he is sitting on the chair, etc. He in the, what the, where is, from his time, where is sitting? In the self. Yasmin Siddhana Samavishtaha. Where is Siddhana, the wise people, Samav, very well merged, abiding. Tadvai Siddhasanam Vidhu. That is called really Siddhasana. So Siddham Chattadasanam, Brahma itself is Siddham Siddhasanam. Or Brahman is where the Siddhas or wise people abide, therefore also it's called Siddhasanam. So Brahman is where people are, wise people are sitting. Asiddhas means where they sit? In Brahman. So Brahman is Asanam for the wise people. Or Brahman itself is Asanam because Siddham, so Siddham itself is Asanam. Therefore, Brahman is Siddham, Prasiddham, Self-revealing, therefore is Asana. So that's Siddhasana. So, word Siddhasana is all in two ways. Each way, Karma Dhaya Tatpuru Samasabhyam Brahma, both ways, is Brahman alone. <coughs> Alright, so this is the Mura Bandhana. As we say, it is necessary to close. When you are doing Pranayama, it is necessary to close all the gates. Particularly when you're stopping the breath. So it should not escape. And so when there is, you know, so Rechaka is all right, Puraka is all right, but when there is the, uh, the Kumbhaka, then it should not escape. So, therefore, Moolabandha, the root at the bottom also must be closed. Let's go, Moolabandha. Or even when you are sitting in the asana also, they may prescribe that you should close. Mula. Mula is the root. Bandha is closing. 
That's the term in yoga shastra. And that's what the yogi is trying to do. He says, we'll tell you how to do Moolabandha. So, Moolabandha is described here. Yan Moolam Sarva Bhutanam Yan Moolam Chitta Bandhanam Moolabandha Sadasevyan Yogyo Sauraja Yoginam Yan Moolam. Moolam means a root also. Because that's our root. In the body, that is called root. But word Moolam means root. Yan Moolam Sarabhutana. So Moola and Bandha, two words are there, okay? So yet Sarabhutanam Moolam. Akashadi Sarabhutanam. Meaning all the beings or all the things and beings beginning from Akasha. Akasha means the first thing that evolved. And up to all the living beings. So whatever there is beginning from space, that is the very cause of that. Because Atma is the cause, the Brahman is the cause. And they say, Tasmarvai Tasmar Atmana Akasha From Atma, which is the Brahman, from there the universe emerged, therefore, is Moolam is Karana. So Brahman is the Moolam or Karana of the universe. So Yan Moolam Sarabhutaram is Adi Karanam, the primordial cause. Because clay is the cause of part and earth is the cause of clay, but ultimately what is the primordial cause? Adi Karanam is Brahman. So Yan Moolam Sarabhutaram Tata Yan Moolam Chitta Bandhanam Chitta Bandhanam Chittasya Bandhanam Chittasya Bandhakaranam Moola Gnanam So Yan Moolam Chitta Bandhanam Yan Moolam Now that is again explained differently. So Yan Moolam Sarabhutanam Yat Sarabhutanam Moolam That is Moolam or the cause or root of all the beings that is Brahman. Or Yan Moolam Chitta Bandhanam. Yan Moolam. Yasmin Chitta Bandhanam, you know. So Yan Moolam is what? Again is the Chitta, is the adjective of Chitta Bandhanam. Chitta Bandhanam is that is the Moolam. Chitta Bandhanam, Chitta Se Bandhakaranam. So that is the cause of Bandhanam is bondage. Chitta Bandhanam. Chitta means the mind. Chitta Se Bandhanam, that which is the bondage of the mind. What is that? Moolagnya. Ignorance is the cause of the bondage of the mind. Yan Moolam. And what's the Moola of ignorance also? Where is ignorance also has its locus? Again only in Brahman. And therefore, because ignorance also does not have its own existence. Prasak Sattva Sunyatva ignorance also derives this Sastitva. Satta Asfurti only from Brahman. Maya also derives this Satta Asfurti from Brahman. So Agnanam also has its Moola in Brahman. And Agnanam is the Moolam for the bondage of the Chitta. So ultimately that is Moolam for all the beings. 
And there is moolam for the bondage of the mind. There is a moola bandha. So that is called really moola bandha. Which is moola as well as bandha. The moola means the root of all, all the beings. And that is moolam for bandha also. So moolam, moola bandha. Yan moolam, that is moolam. Means what? The very cause of the universe. Also then moola bandha. Bandhasya moolam. So, mulam, bandhasya mulam, meaning that which is mulam of bandha also, which is mulam in itself, meaning mulam or cause of the entire universe, as well as mula bandha means what? That which is mulam for the bandhana also, of bondage, of ignorance, of that substrate of the ignorance also, is called mula bandha. So, mula and bandha. So that is Moolam, number one. What is it? Brahma. It is the cause of everything. And Moolam the origin, the origin of the bondage. You know, that which is Moolam or origin, the cause of the bondage. Brahman is cause of bondage also. In what sense? Real cause of bondage is ignorance. When as much as ignorance doesn't have an independent existence, Ignorance also derives exists from the Brahman. So in a way, even though ignorance is a primary cause, ultimately the buck stops only with Brahman. So Brahman alone can be called the cause of bondage also. You follow? So Brahman is number one, the Moolam or the cause of the entire creation. And Brahman is also Moolabandha, the original cause of the bondage. So both ways were Moolabandha means what? Brahman. So Moolabandha Sada said, this Moolabandha, this Brahman is what you have to save here. That's what you constantly meditate upon. <coughs> so, this is what has to be really, that's what you have to practice. Should be adopted. Adopt this Moolabandha. Don't worry about that Moolabandha of trying to, you know, with your prana, etc. Because that involves a lot of strain and again, that you can't hold it forever, you know. So, but this is your nature. Therefore, it can it can be effortless. In the beginning, as long as obstacles are there, but otherwise, who can become effortless as being yourself? So, therefore, Moolasa, this Moolabandha, which is Brahman, which is yourself, which is Moolam, cause of everything, and cause of bondage also, meaning where the bondage also will not be. That alone, Savior, that alone should be practiced. Yogyasavurajayoginam. So, Yadva Chittasya Bandhakam Ekatlakshe Nigraha Dhan Moolam Isvaramana Pratyanamitta also. Alright. Sometimes Bandhanam also, one meaning of Bandhanam is bondage, other meaning is Bandhanam, meaning that Lakshyam, where the mind is going to be focused. And that also is where the mind is going to be focused, also is Brahman. So that pra. So why are you focusing mind for attainment of something? So that for which the focusing of mind is done is Brahman. So that also Bandhamulam is Brahman. So that alone is in fact one should practice. Rajyogina. So Rajyogi also is the expression of the Yoga Shastra. So Swami Vivekananda said Karma Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Rajyoga. So Patanjali Yoga is called Raja Yoga. 
those practicing in that yoga is called Raj Yogis, you know. So Karma Yogi, Bhakti Yogi, Jnana Yogi, Raj Yogi. So what is this? So Raj Yogi should practice this Mulamanda. What is Raj Yogis? Vyavahare bi avikshipta chitta vritya lakshano Raj Yoga. So Raj Yogi is the one who has completely stopped his season, you know, stopped his mind. A Raj Yogi is the one who has attained the state of total absorption, it's called Raj Yogi. So our Raj Yogi is what? Our, so, but that Raj Yogi can only as long as he is, is only practicing Samadhi. So mind of a Raj Yogi can be only free from disturbance as long as his mind is in Samadhi. Really speaking, true Raj Yogi is one whose mind never gets distracted, who abides in Brahman. He remains abiding in Brahman even while he is he doesn't have to sit in any posture. That Raj Yogi of yours has to sit in a certain posture, in Samadhi, then he can be called Raj Yogi, otherwise the mind gets disturbed. When the mind is not in Samadhi, then they engage in the world, then it gets distracted. What is, what is our Yaj Yoga? Even when you are engaging with the world, you still abide only in Brahman because the world also is Brahman. You also are Brahman. What is it Brahman? Therefore, for a wise person who is a knowledge of Brahman, who knows everything is Brahman, his mind never gets distracted from Brahman. So, Raj Yoga means being absorbed in yourself, which in Raj Yoga, in Patanjali Yoga happens only when you are in Samadhi. Here, on the other hand, this Yoga, you are always absorbed in yourself, walking and talking, because what is the Self? For them, there is Self and non-Self. Maybe you must withdraw your mind from non-self and focus in the self. For us there is only self, because non-self is mithya. So vyavaharebi avikshutta chitta lakshana. In vyavahar also the chitta does not get distracted. Is what? Raja yoga tadvatam jnana paripavi yuktaram. So those who thus the mature knowledge or abiding knowledge, they are the people who always practice this. <coughs> They also again, when they prescribe posture like lotus posture, etc., they also say, so angasamyam, so vivikta desheja sukhasanasta sviti samagriva shirashariraha, samagriva shirashariraha. So one who sits in a posture where there is alignment of the, the head, the neck and the trunk. That's angasamyam when all the body is what in straight line. That's what Yoga Shastra prescribes. So you must have a steady body also in a straight line so that you are in your center of gravity. So the base is as vast as you can. So whether Siddhasana is the vastest base. Padmasana also is vast. But Siddhasana Pura is the vastest base. So vaster the base is, more steady the body is going, likely to be. Because the center of gravity will remain within your base. So create a vast base by that posture. Let the body be straight, so that the center of gravity remains, that so the body will not move or will not, you know, ultimately sway, etc. 
Otherwise, slowly meditating, you know, it happens. So that's why they ask us to keep the body straight, etc., in center of gravity. So you don't have to think about the body. Otherwise, you always think of the body so that it doesn't you know, remain straight like that. But if you think of the body, you can't think of your meditation. So they want that when you're meditating, then body by itself should retain, you know, its position without your effort. When will you do? When you can sit in a posture for a length of time comfortably. And secondly, when your body is also steady as well as straight. If the body is not straight, then slowly in whichever direction it's not straight, it will slowly sway. So Angasamya also is important. Body is in straight line. So that is what prescribe Yoga Shastra. What do you prescribe? So the next verse tells us. Anganam samatam vidyat Same brahmani leenatam No chinnaiva samanatvam Rudutvam shushka vrikshavata Anganam samatam vidyat Vidya Janiyat Where? Same Brahmani. So only when, when you should know that your absorption, you are absorbed only in Same Brahmani. So really Samatvam. Anganam Samatvam. Samatvam means what? Straightness. But Samatvam also means equanimity. So real Samatvam can be only in Brahman which is Samam. So body can never be summoned by nature. Body is vishama meaning all the parts of body are different from each other. They are joined by the joints. So you, in order to keep your body summoned astray, an effort is always required. Whereas Brahman is summoned. Nirdosham is summoned Brahman. Brahman is that which is equanimous, which is equally present everywhere, which never becomes vishama. See, body is summoned now. But subject you become vishamam, you know. Samam means straight. Vishamam is not straight. So as long as samatvam is unnatural, so straightness of the body is not a natural thing. You have to make it your effort. But straightness of Brahman is natural. Because Brahman is samam. Same everywhere. Because just as gold is samam, same in all ornaments, names and forms. This is clay, samam, same in all the parts and pans. Similarly also, asti, bhadi, samam in all names and forms. So rather than trying to straighten this fellow, whose nature is vishamata, nothing in the universe actually can be straight because everything is curved and crooked. That's the nature, because it's changing. Everything is changing, never changeless alone can be the same, but nothing is there. Only the changeless is Brahman. So if you want anga, if you want samatvam, if you want sameness all the time, then may you know that that is not the nature of the body, posture of the body, is only nature of Brahman. So real samatvam can be only when you are sitting not in the body, you are sitting in Brahman. Sitting in the body, that samatvam is only unnatural. 
and that samatva is meaningless. If sitting in the body like this also, still requires to make an effort, and then you cannot be absorbed in Brahman, then that samatva is of no use. He says, shushka vukshavat. Even a dried stump of tree also is stage. So what? So you can keep your body like that. No more than a dry stump of tree. That, that kind of samatvam doesn't accomplish anything. If that samatvam helps you to be absorbed in Brahman, then okay. Then also absorption in Brahman is real samatvam or sameness. So sameness cannot be really the description of the body, or cannot be the description of the posture. In true sense, samatvam can only be the description of Brahman. Because it is sama by nature. This was the Vishnu by nature, you know. They are dissimilar by nature. Therefore, then the samatvam is a contrived samatvam. For a body which usually slums and money, that is the body. And to do this is a contrived samatvam. So it's unnatural samatvam. But when you abide in Brahman, effortlessly, that's the real samatvam. So Angaram samatavidya same brahmani liyate only when same brahmani liyate, when only the mind gets absorbed in brahman which is samam, which is same, which is uniform, then only you should know that as this angaram samata. So absorption in brahman which is samam alone should be known as the straightness of the body. <coughs> so equipoise of the limb. In ideal science is nothing but absorption in brahman. If equivalence of the body, no chet, if equivalence of the body which is called samatvam does not bring about that samatvam meaning absorption in Brahman, then this is not certain purpose at all. Then rujutvam, the straight of the body is like shushka vrukshavat. It is no more, no different than that of a dried up stump of tree. <coughs> Angaram, Brahmani, Adhyasthanam, Swapvishanam. So now it's very beautifully explained here. What is meant by Anga Samatvam? So, Angaram Samatvam, the equipoise of the limbs. Only what are these limbs? Brahmani Adhyasthanam. This body also is superimposed upon Brahman. Body itself is not equipoise, equi, you know, in equipoise by nature. Body always is unstraight by nature. But however, it is, it abides, it substratum is Brahman, which is the, the sama or equipoise, by, by, you know, equipoise, I mean, embodiment of equipoise. So looking at the body as Brahman. So looking at the body as Brahman is the real equipoise. You look at the body and keep it straight, then it's not going to be equipoise forever. But looking at the body, anger, and samatvam has nothing but Brahman. Because body is something that is superimposed upon Brahman. Body also is asti bhadi priyam. So, samatva drushtya, samatha amidya, janiya, that alone should be, that body is Brahman. Looking upon body is Brahman. Looking upon body is asti bhadi priyam. That's the true nature of body. And that way, looking at body is Brahman, which is equipoise in reality, that alone is the equipoise of the body. Otherwise, same brahmani angavaishamyam, 
Because Brahman is what? Sama. Anga is never Sama. But looking upon Vishama Anga as Samam Brahman is really is Anga Vaishya, Anga Samya. So they are not here there. If the body does not get absorbed in Brahman, which is Samam, then the body is no more than, no different from a dry stump of tree. <coughs> Because if you want body to be ruchu, when body to be equipoised, that will never be accomplished. Yoga Shastra wants the equipoise of the body. He says you can never accomplish that. Because body by nature itself is unequal. So equalness in body will be contrived for a period of time by an effort, but it is not a natural state. So equipoise of the body is not a natural state of the body. So what is the natural equivalent of the body? When you realize that what is body is really nothing but astivadi priyam, nothing but a brahman, that's a real equipoise in the body, you follow? So body is, body is not equipoise, body is brahman, and thus if this so-called equipoise helps you in abiding in brahman which is real equipoise, then this is even served the purpose. Otherwise, this equipoise which does not help you abide in Brahman, that equipoise no more than simply a stump of tree. But otherwise, equipoise of body is what? Seeing body is Brahman. Because in all Vishamada, see body is made of so many parts are all different from each other. So their body cannot be equal. When the body that is equal, is what? The Atma informs the whole body. The Aines everywhere in the body. The hand also is I, hair also is I, Legs also is eye. So from hand and head and legs, shift your attention to eye. So in all this unequal body, what is equal? In all dissimilar body, what is similar? I, I, I. Which is what? Consciousness. So that is called the equipoise of the body. Not a posture is called equipoise. But the truth of the body, which is equal Brahma, that is really the equipoise of body. So they prescribe equipoise of the body, which is impossible. If equipoise of the body is a, is, is a state of the body, then it can never because body by nature is unequal. So what is equal in the body? That it informs the entire body, which equally pervades in the body, where which is I, I, which is consciousness. Never seeing the body as consciousness. Not making the body straight, seeing the body as straight, not making the body sama, seeing the body as sama is really the equipoise of the body. So, Angaram Samatkam Vidyat Sami Brahman Liyadechet. If this body gets absorbed in Brahman, if the body is dissolved in Brahman, if the body is seen as Brahman, then that is real equipoise of the body. No chet, if not, then merely a certain position of the body can never be equivalent because it is no different from a stump of tree, which also has that kind of straightness. Because body by nature is not sama, is vishama, is unequal. Only equal thing that is consciousness of Brahman. So seeing the body as consciousness is the real equipoise of the body. And not merely equipoise as a in the posture of the body. <coughs> okay? So every 
world or aspect of Yoga Shastra can be utilized as a means of contemplation of one Brahman. That's a unique thing that this uh, author has done. The entire Yoga Shastra, only the familiar words to those who are practicing yoga. How all these familiar words can be used by you as a means of contemplation. Because each word, if understood in a certain way, will lead you to Brahman. Even Angaram Samadha. So there also means Brahman. Maunam also means Brahman. Everything is in Brahman. If you contemplate on that word, as we have explained here, that every word that is used in the Yoga Shastra, every expression, can become a means of contemplation of one Brahman. So that's what the author is showing here. Okay. Om Purnamadar Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachave Purnasya Purnamadarya Purnameva Vasishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punah Punah Ishvaro Gururatmeti Murti Veda Vibhavine Yoga Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshyamurtaye Namaha Om Shanti Shanti Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om